For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Fourteen on the mic, count the show. It's one zero two five. The bone seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five or eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. I don't know why these people are still on hold, but they're they're just trying to shove it down to me that I was uh, that was wrong. It's very rare that I'm wrong, but I get it. Let's go to Ron. Ron, good morning. You're on the mic, count the show. Well, then I guess I don't have to sit, tell you that you were wrong. I mean, I already said you I already was know. Very, I apologize. Yeah. I said it's very rare, but I was wrong. Well, you have nothing to apologize about. You just you, We were just trying to correct you. It wasn't for when, when Apollo was talking to him on the table about yeah. fighting the Russian, and yeah. the robot came in and said that stuff. It was important. But we should apologize because he was pretty emphatic. He was like, oh, trust me, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's going to call me up and have me in the oh, he did. He called me during the break. And he said, he said, he called me during the break. Well, that's, and he Italian thing. What are you going to do? I know. He called me during the break, oh, and he goes, "Hey, uh, I, I understand why you're confused. There's been so many movies. Thank you, Ron. Who called you, Polly? No, Stallone. Oh, I didn't he know. Called me and he goes, "Hey, yo," and I go, "Hey, Sly," and he goes, uh, "I understand why you might be confused. There's so many rock movies, including me and the other guy, Apollo's kid." Was he eating a sandwich at the time? No, no, he's very articulate. Okay. Hey, yo, yo, um. I, I'm really getting bombarded with my dreams being shattered because I love Yellowstone, and Dan Soder called me a dad for watching it. He said it was a dad show. And How does he dad? know? He doesn't even have a dad. That's true. <laughs> oh, that very true. oh, my God. Yeah. His whole stand-up thing was about yep. how his dad left yeah. when he was young. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know and this. Gary. And, <laughs> and then uh, uh, he said that Staying Alive wasn't a good movie with John Travolta. And don't worry, John, if you're listening, I fought to the death on that because Staying Alive is a surprisingly great sequel directed by the great Sylvester Stallone. I'm trying to think of... Uh, do you not? Do you know Staying Alive? Staying Alive is whenever he went into the dance competition with the girl and they were doing no. more like ballet or no? No, no, no. So so uh, Saturday Night Fever, huge hit. Right. About disco dancing. Disco, yeah. Big, BG's biggest album of all time. Uh-huh. And define the disco error. Years later, the great Tony Manero is now trying to become a Broadway dancer. Oh, okay. And he goes on auditions, and he ends up getting a dancer part in the background, and he falls for Finola Hughes, and then they make him the lead, and then he fights with her, and he still got his girlfriend. Also, side note, the film debut of one Richie Sambora, Mm -hmm. uh, who plays in the band with... The uh, the movie's score writer, uh, Frank Stallone, who turned out some great songs from that album. Uh, and John Travolta, one of his best uh, serious yet comedic roles of all time. <laughs> I'm with you, John. I'm a big fan. <laughs> who is John? Travolta. Travolta. Oh. <laughs> I 
I, I, I thought he was on the phone and telling you that it was a great movie or something. No, no. Uh, is he defending it or what's going on? John Travolta and uh, the robot. They're both in the movie together. <laughs> yeah. And they practice dancing together. Okay. Yeah. I love that Red Foreman is the dance instructor in Staying Alive. Oh, my God, he is. Yeah. He's not. Is he? Yeah. He's like Look a producer. Oh, he's the producer. He's not the instructor. No, yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That <laughs> Isn't that is great? Right. He was like a military guy in every movie in the 80s. Was he also the bad guy in RoboCop? Am I remembering that Yeah, he that was right? in RoboCop. Yeah. Man. Look at your vault. The best shape of his life. Oh, he looks great. He had abs. So I sat next to Finola Hughes at the MTV Awards one year. And she couldn't be less interested in me, and I and I I'm probably the only one she met in the last five years that loves this movie, that loves staying alive, and uh, I was like, I'm going to tell her that I love staying alive, and because she was a big uh, hit on General Hospital, I think it was, she was a big soap actress, but I knew her from her cinematic debut, I knew her from her good days, and she just would not, she wanted nothing to do with me, and I think she was a guest of Fatboy Slim. Oh, wow. <laughs> that also reminds me of, so it was, we sat in the row, and the row was uh, one aisle seat, me, Fanola Hughes, and whoever guy she was with. And the guy that I was with got up to go to the bathroom, and Christina Aguilera's bodyguard sat in his seat. And it was the first time in my life I've ever felt helpless. <laughs> I go, he was an g- enormous black dude, fat but also like seven feet tall. And he sat, he just plopped down in the seat, and I go, uh, excuse me, that's my friend's seat. And he didn't even turn towards me. He just kept looking straight. And I go, uh, hey, pal. I go, that's my buddy. Just went to the bathroom. He'll be right back. And he slow turned, looked at me, and then slow turned, looked forward, straight forward. And I was like, well, I'm just going to have to tell my friend we're sitting somewhere else. Yeah. I didn't, it was the first time in my life I was like, I've got nothing left to do. I, I, there's no way in the world. I couldn't. It was it was, it, it was like a gnat trying to fight a mountain. And I was like, mm, that was it. But that was also the time that he walked uh, Christina Aguilera, Mandy Moore, and Britney Spears into the bathroom together. They cleared out the bathroom, and the three of them went in together, and then they were in there for a while, and I was like, in my mind, they're doing cocaine and a lot of this. Yes, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. That's what girls do in the bathroom. No, it's not what we do in the bathroom. (sighs) Well, I I don't... Hot girls, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Also, um, I was only in my 20, maybe 30, maybe 30 at the time, but I also did my uncool, my, my coolest, my uncoolest move ever. To Den- Derek Wimbley from Sum 41. I was online waiting to get a drink, and they lined up behind me. They were bringing them in the studio for the opening thing, and they lined up behind me. I turn around, and I go, Oh, hey. Like, I was like, He's right here. And I go, Hey. And he goes, Hey. And I fist bumped him, and he fist bumped me. And I was, for the next hour, I'm like, But why would I fist bump him? Why would I, <laughs> why would I do that? And some 15 years later, more, I'm still doing it. Is this um, back when you had mansion hair? Like you had the blonde uh, no. across the tips, like nope. some forty-one. I only did that for the uh, for Woodstock, in and out to look good in. on camera. Uh-huh. Well, I had to look good, <laughs> but to look Woodstock ready is a big difference. Didn't look good. Um, I look at those pictures now, and I I look at a lot of pictures, and I go, "What in the sweet Jesus world?" For those of you who think my wife married me for the quote money, um, if it's not if she didn't marry me for love. Those pictures will prove for sure that she did. I had uh, bleach blonde hair and, at the same time, drove a 
uh, a Firebird with T-tops. What girl wouldn't want that? And I'm talking about tw- some 20 years after the Firebird with T-tops was cool, not during the cool years. And at some point, you were wearing overalls. That was before her. Okay. That was before her, yeah. And then, even the overalls, I think I wore for one appearance and then got rid of them. What about the round sunglasses? Ooh, that was probably during that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Round sunglasses, lots of lots of shirts like uh, diners, drive-ins, and douchebag wears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, had, oh, I had tons of those, like with flames at the bottom. Lightning and, bolts. Awesome. Uh, lightning bolts, palm trees. I went through that phase, and I went through my um, my big dog phase. Ooh. And also, uh, there was another one. There was big dog. Hawaiian shirt. Oh, and my, and the Echo years. Mm. Oh, Echo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Echo made some nice clothes, and and I liked rhinoceroses because I felt like <laughs> I looked like one. Yeah. So and uh, and th- this is then I drove a stolen Lincoln, and then a uh, Firebird with T tops. So nothing that would impress my my girlfriend at the time. Like how I got any girls is amazing to me. Charisma, Michael. No, charisma. You, I, look at that face that Joe's showing. Does that have any charisma? Face. It's the yes. clipboard. Yes. It's the clipboard, Michael. Yeah, the clipboard gives you some sort of authority, but there's no charisma. There's no way a girl is looking at that guy, even with all that hair. <laughs> even with all that hair, there's no way a girl's looking at that guy and going, I'm going to get in his pants. I can tell you <laughs> from what I've seen from GrooveTube, even yeah. though you were one of many bouncers to throw Joe out of different establishments. <laughs> oh, it was a you're, I will tell you that your scenes were the most funny because of the because of how you were acting. Where the other guys were just like, oh, toss them out. You had the facial expressions down. You would oh, yeah. yell at Pap Pap even back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that was WWE you, acting. Oh, uh, yeah. it was. It was. It's funny, Galvin. Now I don't understand what I'm wearing. I'm not wearing two <laughs> necklaces. Am I wearing a microphone? I don't know. No, definitely not. We didn't have. Much. Oh, a whistle. Look, That's a whistle. Out. Yeah. That was a whistle? A, it was a beach club, so we had whistles. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a oh. beach club, so we had whistles and black T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. black, black T-shirts and jorts. Yeah. yeah. Jean shorts. Oh, my God. This is sexy back then. Yeah. yeah. Look at all that hair that that kid had. Yeah. <laughs> was a lot of hair. Listen, yeah. call Dr. Mag will hook you up, 911hair.net. Look what no, you did why? So I could look like that? <laughs> that wasn't any better than what I have now. At least now it's true to form. <laughs> that guy back there, oh, my God. Oh, that looks sexy. like Bobby Bacala's <laughs> nephew. Yeah. All right. Joe handed me a fake water 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, anyway. And, and, and again, I'm sorry to my wife. Uh, that I, I, you know what the funny part is if if you if I had to you know when you get your social security thing every once in a while and it tells you all the uh, salaries that you made every year since the first year you started right. working if I had that for sex like if it gave you the at year by year totals those years might have been my most productive years <laughs> the uh, the worst hairiest jort wearing two chains and a whistle having years. Might have been my best years. Those are good years for me too, Michael. Oh, what do you, you call him, Joe? Joe I has a special name for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what are you calling him, Joe? <laughs> I can't say it on the air. Is that not as before the Ronchata years? Yeah. 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 One day, it? Joe told me we were back in the office, and we're Joe. We were talking about he was going to Woodstock or something, and he told me he goes, "Hey, man, I got to tell you, 
Those were my prime F years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he means the first Woodstock, like when Janis Joplin yeah. was there. Yeah. 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 He helped put that together. Yep, yep. He was the first video guy. <laughs> Wait a second. So that, is that what you were saying? Those were your prime F years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, those are the good old days when you had the uh, the Virgil Horowitz thing going. Yeah. He used to be on the, on the air every night with Tommy. Now, did you get paid for that? No. She would just show up every night, yep. be the highlight of that show, and not get any money for it. That's right. And then Tom left and took the show and went and did it with, uh, did it with Tim, I guess, and they did Tim and Tom again. No, no, Hawk. Or Hawk. That's Hawk right. Harrison. Hawk Harrison. It's yeah. Hawk and Tom, and they've been in Greensboro, South Carolina for like 20 years, killing it over there. Yeah. Um, I know this because we had Hawk Harrison when we did Afternoons. <laughs> I made Hawk Harrison call the show. Um, because once I had interns, I wanted to apologize to everybody I was an intern to. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember every, when you're an intern and you're in the radio station, everybody's like, I just want to be in the building. I just want to learn. And then when you get in there, you're like, I just want to be in the studio. That's where I want to be. That's where the action happens. And and when I was an intern, they they could make you do slave labor. They were just, yeah. I mean, I would work 12 hours a day. Driving vehicles, doing this. I wasn't on any insurance. I wasn't on anything. It's just they just made you do everything. At one point, I was painting somebody's uh, program director's house. You know, <laughs> that's just how it worked. And uh, and then when we had interns, we couldn't do that. And and so we want to go in the studio because that's once you got in the studio, you get on the air, and that's how things happen. So I remember Ron um, Joe Mama Johnson was in charge of all the interns, and he said. Uh, no one's no one's allowed to go in the studio. You want to learn how? You stand outside the window and you watch in there, and you learn from through the window. Don't bother the DJs. So I had finished my shift and I'm like, I'm gonna go stand outside Hawk and Marty's window. And I just stood out the window and looked at them. <laughs> Hawk opens the door. He goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm learning." And he's like, "From the window?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm not allowed to come in the studio." He's like, "Come in the studio," and he brought me in the studio. But that was out of the goodness of his heart, but also because he didn't want I'm me learning. At yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't. You know, I was being <laughs> facetious because they made that. They told us that's what we had to do. So, uh, so I went in the studio, and I can now looking back on it, I know that they did not want me there, and I was probably a huge burden. A lot like when Hoppy stops in, <laughs> but or at least used to stop. Now Hoppy's, you know, a little more. But um, yeah, yeah so you we never... had Hawkins. I can apologize. You never punched any of them in the face, so I feel like that puts you worlds ahead of Hoppy. Could you imagine anyone looking in the window here and being like, no, I'm just learning. I'm going to watch you guys through the window. I, I have had people look through the door window sometimes, and I go, who in the goddamn right. is yeah. my mind? Yeah, because it's just it's like you're you're trying to work, and people are staring at you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that was the first time I ever got on the air uh, on the radio was with Hawk and Marty. They did a bit, Galvin. I don't know if you can handle this because mm. I mean you're the you're funny and all mm. that, but it was Hawk and Marty's English for you damn foreigners. Oh, and uh, they would they would say a line and then we had to repeat it. And it was me and an actual Asian girl who worked there and a couple other people, and they would say like, uh, "Where is the bathroom?" And we'd all go, "Oh, where is the bathroom?" Like with our accents on it. <laughs> it was I don't know what the point of the bit was, and it's so ridiculous and wouldn't even even that horrible bit wouldn't fly now but i was uh in my car driving home and they played it on the air and i was like that's me oh that's me so oh, i was so happy i thought everybody in traffic was like is that you 
Is that you on the radio? Uh, yeah. They, they were. Uh, get out of your car and they carry you on their shoulders. <laughs> they all break out in song like fame. It's uh, him. Uh, it's him. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, didn't happen, by the way. Uh, can we play a game when we come back? Sure. What do you want to play? Well, I don't know. What do you want to play? Let's talk about it. The Google Feud. Do we want to play? Like, what do you guys? I always pick the uh, the games, but I want to see what we can play with the, with the people. I'm a fan of Google Feud and whose tweet. I don't know. Uh... Not ready for whose tweet. Okay. Let's do Google Feud. Can we do that? Sure. Yes. Because Google Feud is uh, perfect for a Monday. All right. That's what you get. We can do that. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will do Google Feud, and we'll give some stuff away. Then, Believe it or not, brace yourself for this. At 910, a former drag queen, Psychic, is going to join us on the show. I can't get past how they're not using the drag queen angle. Like, that's the best thing. that We'll talk about it with that guy. What's his name? Thomas John? Thomas John, yes. I got that right? Yeah. Yeah. Love his underwear. Uh, I love his surgery for pitching arms. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll uh, talk to Tommy John at 910, but we've got Google Feud happening next on the Mike Caltas Show. You're listening to the Mike Caltas Show on 106.3.